Welcome to the Roots Revival podcast. Roots Revival is a midweek worship service from Centenary United Methodist Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, grounded in Americana, roots-based music, contemplation, and community. We invite you to participate with us in celebration of song and word. Good evening. It is wonderful to see y'all here this Wednesday night for our Roots Gathering to worship with you this evening. Um, We are just delighted to see you and delighted to have the opportunity to gather and worship our risen Lord. So I will turn it over to the wonderful Roots Band to get us started in choir. Once in Royal David City. Mm-hmm. 
invite you to remain standing as you are able and join with me in the call to worship. Tonight, we refocus our lives within your love, you who are love itself. Fill us to overflowing, we pray. Tonight, we center our heart within your mercy, you who are mercy itself. Wrap us up so mercy becomes our nature. Tonight, we come as those who seek your way, your truth, and the life you offer. Let us feel your presence move within us. Help us to know your spirit, and our spirits are one. Help us live tonight, tomorrow, and every day as a gift of your life, love, and mercy. You may be seated. This evening, as we light our Advent wreath, let us hear these words from Isaiah, the 35th chapter, verse 10. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. The first two candles that we lit are symbols of hope and peace. And tonight, we light the pink candle as a symbol of Christ our joy. May the joyful promise of your presence, O God, make us rejoice in our hope of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Let us pray. Purify our conscience, almighty God, by your daily visitation so that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of 
As we come to this time of prayer, we come with uh, much on our hearts and our minds this day. And as we prepare for prayer, are there any joys or concerns to lift up today? It's nice to have Pat back. Yes, it is. Let's take all of these requests, these loved ones, these circumstances that are on our hearts to say, and let us pray. Gracious and loving God, what a comfort, what a joy it is to gather this evening as the body of Christ, to worship you, to celebrate the joy of fellowship, to recenter our hearts and our minds upon you and your love for us and the invitation to share your love. Lord, we come before you this day, and we are reminded in this season of Advent that you come to us where we are, as we are, and you offer us hope, you offer us peace, you offer us joy and love. Out of this promise, O oh God, we come before you, and we lift up to you all that we have experienced today, all that is on our hearts and minds, loved ones that we know are going through difficult situations, grief and pain in our own lives, uncertainty or anxiety about what tomorrow holds. Lord, you know what is on our hearts this day. And we offer it all to you. We pray, Lord, that as we come and offer our hearts to you, that we will indeed know that you are with us. 
that we will be reassured that nothing can separate us from your presence. And we pray that your grace will indeed empower us to face whatever the day holds, knowing that we are resting in your love and care. Hear our prayers, O God, and may we know again that we are your beloved children. Let's all pray together in you now to take a moment and greet one another with the peace of Christ.
Y'all just keep getting better. <laughs> we try. Yeah, well, you succeed. <laughs> Good job. You may have noticed that I wasn't here last week. If you didn't, shame on you. Um, but I was not here because I had the joy of serving with some of our centenary folks in Canton, North Carolina as we helped the people there out who had been affected by Tropical Storm Fred back in August. Now, on the very first day, we left here about 7 a.m. on Wednesday morning and got there around 11. We would have gotten there sooner, but my uh, fellow travelers liked to stop more than I do uh, <laughs> on the way down for snacks and bathroom breaks. Anyways, on our very first day, we went to this area that had a few mobile homes, and then about 50 or so yards from those were four rock piles where they were planning to put four new mobile homes for people whose homes had been swept away when the flood came through. We were told that a tractor was supposed to be there around noon to spread the gravel at these new sites. It was already 12.15 when they told us that, so instead of waiting around, we were handed shovels and started shoveling gravel at the edges of the border to where the home would go, spreading it out, and after about an hour, we finished the first one. And every time we would hear a big truck coming down the road, all of us would stop and look. And it was never the truck with the tractor on it that we were told was coming. 
And one by one, we finished each pile until we were at the last mound of rocks. At this point, the rest of the group that had been fixing other parts around the area had joined us. Now this rock pile was the biggest, which was unfortunate since at this point we were all tired of shoveling gravel, so probably shouldn't have saved the biggest one for last. Hindsight. We had been at it for a while, and John stopped and said, it seems like no matter how much we shovel away, it just keeps multiplying. We all laughed as we thought about how long we had been working and how little the pile had seemed to go down. But I also thought about how appropriate that connection is with God's love. No matter how much of it that we give out, it seems to multiply, doesn't it? We can spend all day long sharing the love of God, and the next day there will be even more to share. More to share from yourself and hopefully more being shared from those you shared it with the previous day. Our scripture for this evening reminds me of this as I read from you Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 11 through 16. The Lord God proclaims, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out the flock, when some in the flock have been scattered, so will I seek out my flock. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered during the time of clouds and thick darkness. I will gather and lead them out from the countries and peoples, and I will bring them to their own fertile land. I will feed them on Israel's highlands, along the riverbeds, and in all the inhabited places. I will feed them in good pasture, and their sheepfold will be there on Israel's lofty highlands. On Israel's highlands, they will lie down in a secure fold and feed on green pastures. I myself will feed my flock and make them lie down. This is what the Lord God says. I will seek out the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the wounded, and strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy because I will tend my sheep with justice. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Pray with me. God, guide our hearts and minds so that we may serve you as best we can. Help us to share your love with all those we encounter. Amen. Ezekiel the priest is telling those in his midst what God is proclaiming. He is talking to them about how they can care for one another and how God will provide. He mentions justice. And I always think one of the most helpful things when it comes to being just, to caring for those we meet, is by remembering God's love for us and our call to love others. Our focus song talks all about what it is like to give away our love, how the love of their parents helped them forgive, fight, know what's right and wrong. And isn't that what justice is? Ezekiel tells us of God giving out love, but what do we do with that? How do we live in a way that shows us God's love has changed us to be people who give strength to those who are weak and recognize when we have been wrong and how to make it better. Towards the end of our passage, it sounds a bit like punishment, but I think it is less about that and more about be bringing justice for all people. The beginning of chapter 34 has the Lord telling Ezekiel, 
to prophesy against the shepherds because they are only taking care of themselves and not worrying about their sheep. This is something most of us are familiar with if we think about the injustices we may have seen, whether it's in our government or stories that we hear of children who have been in the foster care system, or even how some agencies who try to help those in need may not always be doing it in the best ways that they can. We are surrounded by injustice and pain and hurt that we can often wonder what it is we can do to help. But it is helpful to remember that the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd isn't a passive one. We are aware, unlike the people Ezekiel was talking to, that our shepherd is Jesus. So naturally, we are a lot more well-equipped to serve and love in the ways he told us by following the examples he set. But I think about the time of Ezekiel as he's talking to these shepherds in the community and how they weren't doing the best job to lead the people and wondered how many of those sheep, of those people who were being led, remembered that we all have something that we can share and contribute as well. We all have wool, so to speak, to help keep others warm. We can and, be should, and should be part of those who are bringing justice to the world. We can take the time to look at how people are hurting and figure out what it is we can do to help them, even if it is something small that may not seem like it makes that big of a difference. We can keep many bottles of water or breakfast bars in our car to hand out to people that we see. We can be aware of the services available to those who are suffering from homelessness so that when asked for help, we can point them in the right direction. But I think most of all, and most importantly, we can share the love of God with them without ever worrying if it will run out. God's love is readily available to all of us, but also for us to share with others. As we begin this new liturgical year, kicking it off with the season of Advent, I always think about the goals that we set for ourselves in January. Most of mine usually last a day. Uh, but I hope that one of the goals that we will set, not only for ourselves, but also our church family, will be that we will strive to do our best to share God's love with as many people as possible. Amen. Will you please stand and sing?
Go from this place sharing God's love. Amen.